boy. Welcome to episode 19 of Bottom of the Stream. We were flying through these. I'm Nick. I am Adam. And here we are again. Yeah, we're back on the stream boat. Back in the uh, room where we record podcasts. We need to name this room. <laughs> Ready to set sail. Ready to set sail. I suppose a stream boat is as good a name as any. Podcast, podcast boat. Yeah. So I'll get the socials done first to get them out of the way. So please follow us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash bottom of the stream. Uh, Twitter is BOTS underscore podcast, as is Instagram. Uh, email address bottomofthestream at gmail.com. And the website is bottomofthestream.podbean.com, where you will find every episode we've ever made and the stream table as it currently stands. Yeah, as always, any feedback, queries, questions, recommendations, just want to chat. Praise. <laughs> Criticism. No. Don't send any criticism. I'm deleting it. No, seriously, anything you want to talk to us about, we're always free for a chat. We like talking about films. We like talking about this podcast. So just chat to us. Send it our way. Send it our way. Don't don't be scared. We're not celebrities. We're definitely not. <laughs> just a couple of nerds talking about films. Yeah. So this week, before we talk about this film, yeah, I've got something I wanted to bring to your attention. Okay. What is your biggest fear? Birds. What? Birds. I'm terrified of birds. Yeah. It's not a secret. Everybody around me knows this. So... I cannot be around a bird, especially a bird in a building. Right. Yeah, so a few months ago, you got one stuck in your... Chimney. Chimney, Oh, my God, it was my worst experience of my life. I had to sleep in the house, knowing that that bird was in the chimney and alive. And it was eventually rescued. It was rescued and released with... It lost a few feathers, but it was out of the house. But you literally wouldn't go in your living room, would you? No, I wasn't even in the house when they they got it. And my dad and my friend had to get it out. Where is this going? <laughs> You've got a bird under there. Well. No, no, I haven't, got a, I haven't got a bird. Here, I haven't brought that pigeon back to sort Good. of meet you. Uh, is, is it any birds? Is, is yeah, specific? pretty much. Pretty much any birds. Okay. Right. Just terrified of them. I think I found something that might help you. Okay. <laughs> a website. Right. Now, you've heard of the Internet Movie Database. I have. Obviously. It's, it's a very, very well-used resource on this podcast. Did you know... That there is such a thing as the Pigeon Movie Database. <laughs> no. Right. Well, <laughs> Did not is. know this. What What are you talking about? Pigeon Movie Database. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Is it a database of pigeon movies? It's, it's a film visual index of where pigeons are in films and TV series. Right. So you can pre-look for films... And see if there's any pigeons in them. If you wanted to, <laughs> you could avoid all films with pigeons in. It's obviously it's okay. a work in progress. Yeah, obviously. But um, I like the idea. It's it's there, and you can. Um, oh, there's Nicolas Cage. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can go check it out. Pigeonmoviedatabase.com. So, I like that Matrix. Are there pigeons? So I, I've got the Matrix page up in front of me. Okay. And and they there's no pigeons in the Matrix, is there? <laughs> yeah, there there is. is there? I mean, there's a whole bit on here about whether they're um, artificial. Pigeons or real <laughs> pigeons because they're in the matrix. I'm definitely it? checking this website. This, out. this is actually probably one of the longest, longest entries. But basically, on each, on each movie, you you've got details of the pigeon, right? <laughs> so you get a timestamp for when the pigeons in the movie. Okay. Pigeon activity. So what they're actually doing. So for the matrix, common pigeons flying through the square as part of a recreation in the matrix. Oh, yeah, of course. Symbolism. So are these pigeons symbolic of anything? Are they relevant or important to, to the plot? Okay. And then what's the training level of the pigeon? <laughs> so, th- so this it's is going like, to come in really helpful. So it's like, is it just a pigeon that just happened to be in the shot? 
Or is it meant to or be? Or is it an actor? Is it an actor? Yeah, pigeon? is it an animal actor? Uh, so training level of pigeons in the Matrix. Average, they fly away in a realistic way, but they have little presence given that some of the time they are frozen. <laughs> okay. As, because the Matrix glitches and they're... And they're stuck. So that, that's just for that. That's really helpful. Go and check it out. I, I mean, will do. There, there's a whole page for Valiant, which is a pigeon, pigeon movie. movie wow. So that's probably going to be got Pigeon Street. <laughs> Remember that show? I do. I used to love Pigeon Street. I don't think that's where my fear comes from. So, wow. yeah, check it out. I will do. Um, you know, I recently been on holiday and we were in Greece. And there's a place in Athens where you go to watch the guards being changed. Right. And we walked for what felt like miles to see this display in 45 degree heat. It was hot. It was really hot. Athens is always hot anyway. And we got there and there was this family who were decided they were going to feed the pigeons in the entranceway of this place. Okay. And there must have been 200 pigeons. I did not see these guards getting changed. <laughs> so I walked all the way up there. I, th- to see some pigeons. If you're in a square somewhere and you're feeding pigeons, what are you doing with your life? Because you would not do... If they were rats, you would not do that. <laughs> That's and true. pigeons are just rats with wings. <laughs> so just don't do it. Are you you, a pigeon? No. Yeah. I love pigeon. I don't so think so. Oh. But yeah, so, that's more like wood pigeon, though. You don't. It's not like you don't. I mean, I've not just like picked a pigeon up and <laughs> just bit into it. Ozzy Osbourne there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I missed these. I, I did see it eventually, but I had to walk the long way around to get in okay. and up some stairs, which I didn't want to do. Just I could not have walked through that where those people were feeding that pigeons. Oh, no. You but you've you've revealed my weakness now oh, on this podcast. So I'm coming for you next. Have you watched the birds? Yeah, that was one of my favourite films. Yeah. Okay because they can't get me I don't think that's on the pigeon movie database yet maybe soon I don't think there's any is there any pigeons in the birds I don't know I've looked, it's been years more like crows and ravens yeah. and stuff anyway that was it I like that thank you I'll, I'll <laughs> definitely, I would definitely use that website going forward anyway anyway we should probably get we've sidetracked ourselves for five minutes there um, shall we start talking about the film that we've watched this week yes let's do it okay <laughs> So, what is this film that we have watched this week? So, this week we've watched a film from 2016. Yeah. Uh, a Netflix original. Yes. It's a horror film. It is a horror film. Aptly, through my research, I've found out that it was released on Halloween. <laughs> Around Halloween. It was October 2016. It, it, yeah, it was 2016. Yes. And it is called I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House. It is. I am the grown man who thinks this is a shit title for a film. <laughs> it is not a great title for a film, is it? I mean, who ever thought of making a film with a sentence for a title? I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a, a Netflix original. It's a really early Netflix original. Yeah. So Netflix really started making originals in around July 2016. They were a few, a few before that, but originals really kicked into gear in July 2016 so yeah this is nothing like ramping up to the sort of was it 18 2000 and last year yeah I think so this is is early doors it's one of the very first Netflix originals it's 15 uh, currently rated at 4.6 on IMDB okay and is on for an hour and 29 minutes Uh, stars Ruth Wilson yeah as Lily Paul Apprentice as Iris uh, Lily Boynton as Polly and Bob Balaban as Mr Waxcap Oh, I said this last week. I really like saying Bob Balaban. Bob Balaban. Yeah, he plays Mr. Waxcap. 
He's a he's a I couldn't tell you what I've seen in him before, but I know I've seen him. Yeah, he's in loads of stuff. He is one he's of just, those faces. He's one of those guys that just pe- uh, turns up in everything. And Ruth Wilson is pretty famous in the UK, isn't she? Is she? Yeah. She's in Luther. Yes, she is. Yeah. Uh, and she's always popping up on yeah, in yeah, dramas she's... and BBC stuff. I don't watch a lot of British stuff. So, but I, d- I did recognise the face, and it probably was from Luther then, if, you, if that's what she was in. Um, but I didn't do a lot of research on the actresses and actors in this film because I did quite a bit of research on the director. Okay. Because he's a fascinating chap. Right. His name is Oz Perkins. Right. Um, Perkins is quite a famous name in film. Do you know who his father is? Are you going to tell me his father's Anthony Perkins? I'm going to tell you his father is Anthony Perkins. Oh, that is impressive. Who, Very, so, horror pedigree. Yeah, played Norman the... Bates in Psycho. Um, here's a fact for you. Psycho is about to come onto Netflix. Is it? Yes, in August of this year. It the original? Was, yeah, 1960 oh. Psycho will appear on Netflix. So there's a little... Go, definitely go and watch that. It's <laughs> one of the best films ever made. I've also got another fact about him. Yep. His mother was killed on 9-11. She was in one of the planes that hit the World Trade Centre. Really? Yes. That's fascinating. Yeah. I've got one fact. Go on. I, have you got any more? Uh, yes, oh. I've got one more. Oh, but, no, you do yours because I think it's probably going to be the same. Oh, it might be. So, not only is he Anthony Perkins' son, yeah. but he was in Psycho 2. He was. Yes, that was the other fact I had. And he played Norman Bates. He did. He played young Norman Bates in Psycho 2. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's brilliant. I yeah, love when things tie together. Yeah, and like I say, Psycho's about to appear on Netflix. And now he's directing horror films. Now he is, yeah. So this this was Oz's second movie. Yes. Uh, and I think he's done one since. I don't have the names in front of me, but they're all... All horror films. Yeah, he seems to be found his niche. So yeah, I thought he was. I, I didn't. I'd never heard of him before, and I thought it was quite an nope. interesting bit of research. I enjoyed researching Oz Perkins. Yeah, it's it's, it's cool when. Uh, you, yeah, it was just a cool cool fact yeah. to to find out. Yeah. So the film. Did you notice the thing? The very first thing in the film. So there's a dedication card comes up at the beginning of the film. Yes. And it says for AP who gave me an old house. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I did read it, but no, I didn't. That's presumably got to be stupid. Anthony Perkins, yeah. And the old house is that house from Psycho, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's how the film starts, and then the film starts. Yeah, it does. Do you want to talk about how the film starts? Because uh, fucking weird. A, a really long voiceover. <laughs> really long. It's like seven <laughs> minutes. Yeah, it, she talks for a long time, and it's sort of interspersed with just darkness yeah. blurry images out of focus shapes yeah um, female shapes you know basically basically the voiceover the gist of it is that if someone has died in a house it's essentially the living can never own a house that someone yeah, has died it's, it's, in because it's you're the always the ghost's house you're always and borrowing you're, it from the ghost yeah. that's the gist of yeah. what she says um, my line of the film actually comes during this monologue okay uh, it's really early on but she says three days ago I turned 28 I will never turn 29 I wrote that down and I really I've got a real thing for foreshadowing yeah and Stephen King does it a lot in his books he'll say this character's gonna die it's yeah. basically what he says and then you have to read the book to find out what happens and I've, I've got a real thing for it I really like when I, things no I, I like that as well and, and especially when they're not because they're not looking to pull the rug out from under you no you, they tell they? you in the first they're few minutes of this film confident that, enough in the story that you know in the first few minutes of this film that this woman is gonna die in this film yeah you, they tell you that with, like you say in the first seven minutes of this film I mean it's good that you thought that was 
Oh, that is a good line. Do you know? I I also wrote that line down. Yeah. Do you know why? Why? So she does say, "I yeah, I'm twenty eight, but I won't live to twenty nine. Yeah. And it's made me think of Gangster's Paradise by Coolio because <laughs> he says, "I'm twenty three now, but will I live to see twenty yeah, yeah, right, know. <laughs> so I was thinking of Coolio for at least five minutes after that. That had to be my line of the film because there's literally no dialogue in this film. There's not a lot of dialogue. There's no dialogue in this film. It's incredibly slow and incredibly I don't know the word what's the word when there's no talking in it quiet atmospheric <laughs> yeah it, it is very atmospheric I, I, if you were going to ask me for a one word review which I am going to do now <laughs> okay what is your one word review of I am the pretty thing that lives in the house I think I will say mouldy mouldy <laughs> yes <laughs> oh yeah it's rotten is a good rotten one. rotten's, rotten's is better a good one. actually rotten yeah yeah that's bad but that makes it sound like it's a bad film and i'm not going there yet <laughs> yeah and i don't mean that i don't you don't mean it's a rotten film. i don't mean it's a rotten film well you'll, we'll you'll see what you'll i think see about why it, mold but... and rot come into yeah. it a lot um it spends a lot of time at the beginning of this film with long lingering shots um slow building atmosphere really intense just shots of this house they try and they really want to build this house as a character in this film and let's go there straight away then let's do it so before we even get to sort of who people are and, and basic premise yeah let's go straight away with the house as a character because yeah. this instantly made me think of our very first episode the open house the open house yeah where they also tried to make the house a character yes and completely failed yes they did i thought this film was did a really good job the, there's there's not many people in this film, no. but the the house is definitely a character in this film. And yes, there were a lot of lingering slow shots, but a lot. especially at the beginning. But it, it it earned its stripes because every creak of a floorboard or rattle of a window it added to the atmosphere. You know, I, I do you know what also I think helped. So, so a lot of this is set during the summer where it's really hot. Yeah. At the minute, it is absolutely baking here. <laughs> it really is. And I watched this in a really hot hotel room because I was away <laughs> away for work, and it just all added to the atmosphere. Yeah. And and I think they did they did really well getting this house across as an ominous thing. Yeah. That had sort of a hold over these people. Yeah. Um, and it did everything right that the open house just didn't do. Yeah, absolutely. Because this in when you look at this film realistically there's there's only one person in it there are other people in it but the woman who plays Lily I've forgotten her name already Ruth Wilson Ruth Wilson carries this film completely she's literally the only character in it she's probably got 90% 98% of the dialogue yeah definitely there's not a lot more dialogue in it and she's in almost everything yeah. yeah she carries it completely and apart from a few flashback scenes she's she's a, she's in it all the way through yeah so this monologue she does at the beginning is introducing her character as a end of life nurse yeah hospice nurse hospice nurse is what she is she the house is owned by an author an author yeah. a lady author you can't call them authoresses anymore no that's just an author yeah she's just an author she's a lady who writes books who is coming towards the end of her lifetime on earth yeah and needs full-time living care yeah and that's what lily does she, she is a full-time living nurse Iris Blum. Iris is Blum. The author. Yes. Miss Blum. She writes what people, what you would call airport novels, I guess. Just cheap throwaway books that people read on beaches. 
Yeah, but creepy ones. Creepy, yeah. Right, so we're not talking like Mills and Boone. No, we're talking... Um, you know, he threw her over talking, his shoulder and took her up to... Yeah, horror novellas. Yeah. Small, yeah. short, paperback horror books. Is what she writes. Or wrote. She was younger. I think, uh, well, certainly I, the feeling I took from it is that she was pretty well known in her day, you know. She's yeah, she'd written a lot successful, of books. Successful, it's a big house. Was full it's, of books, yeah. wasn't it? So. Yeah, and Lily moves in with her. She's she's non... She doesn't speak. She isn't, she's completely, like, out of it. Yeah. So Lily's basically living in this house on her own. New house, a house that she's never... She doesn't know. She's yeah. not aware of. She just lives there with this old lady. Um, on her first night there, she makes a phone call. Yeah. Completely took me out of the moment where she called somebody a spaz. <laughs> and she also called somebody a slut. <laughs> but it never mentioned who they were she was talking to. I, think, I, I presume it was, it was... I've just put friends or family. Yeah. Yeah. I, and again, she was... It was completely out of context for the whole film. It was those two words, like... There was another... Jarring. I think... I've not gone back in time yet. I think it was another... It was a good just two minutes of her... Of her just talking phone. on the phone. So we just get a one-sided conversation... Half of a conversation. Yeah. And all the time, again, we're in a you, dark house. house and, did you notice the upside-down chair that was mounted on the wall? No, I didn't. There's, it's, it was really weird. No, I didn't spot that. <laughs> There's, behind where she was talking, there was a chair that was mounted on the wall upside down. And I originally thought, that chair's on the ceiling. Oh, right. But no, it wasn't. Not. But it wasn't. So was it really there, or was it supposed to be part of That's what I thought. Thing? I thought originally, she's going to notice that chair in a minute and freak the fuck out. But she never did. And it's you see it a few times during the film, so I think it just lives on the wall. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> oh, I didn't spot that. That's interesting. So at first I thought, because part of this conversation she was having on the phone, yeah. she sort of referenced, oh, it's good to be out here, a bit of time to myself, yeah. and to sort of get back to me... I was like, oh, well, this is going to be a thing of this character. Something's happened to her. Yeah. And that's why she's here. But it, it was then, whether it was cut or, you know, there was a rewrite or something, that would that never came up again. No, you're right, it didn't. Of whatever her, this character's history was. and it, I, I think that's the theme that I'm going to take from this film is that I really wanted more from it. There's a really good story here and there's not enough explanation and there's not enough grit to it for me. But we'll get to that. Yeah, we've just had an eight-minute monologue where nothing was really... Saying. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, that's a fair point. Um, during the phone call, she keeps hearing, like, thudding noises. Yeah. And the house house noises, but yeah. regular thudding. Um, and as she's talking, the phone cable is getting... Because it's one of those long American phone cables. Yeah, it's not a mobile so phone. It's, it's not a, a landline. It's a landline phone. And Phone's the cable, on the wall. Cable's, like, 15, 20 foot long. Yeah. Um, and it's gradually getting more and more taut. But she doesn't notice because obviously it's, it's happening behind, behind her. her. But we can see it happening. And there's that foreboding of, shit, something's going to happen here. And then suddenly the phone is yanked from her hand as she's mid-conversation and just hits the floor. Yeah. And that's the first scare in the that's film. That's the first scare of the film, yeah. And it was, there wasn't a lot to it. It was really simple, but it, it worked, I thought. You see a, a that point as well, you see a ghostly character walking backwards towards the camera before the camera cuts away. Mm. And so that's your first real view of the ghost that potentially lives in this house. So you get the real impression now that she's like really uncomfortable in this place. Yeah. She, I, I think it's worth pointing out at this point, and, and it becomes clearer over the film, that the character of Lily is very weak. Yeah, she's a meek little lady. She she's is... Timid. She's easily scared. Yeah. She... She, we'll she, admits she doesn't she doesn't dare pick up or she won't even, even read, read the books. The books. Yeah, she's she's probably not cut out for living in the haunted definitely not. Well, cut well out I, for I think I've written that in a bit. I, 
so why the hell would she take this job? Yeah. It's just something else that <laughs> didn't quite... It, it took me out of it a bit because yeah. I just felt... If she's then, as meek as this, there is no way she would be doing this job in this get, house. I got the impression the house wasn't like in the middle of nowhere. Was, Not necessarily. You don't know, just, do you? You don't know, but no. I got the impression that it was a... She wasn't expecting the house to be what it was. Mm. She finds a TV, which because she's been told that there isn't any TVs in the house. Yeah, so she she finds her way into Miss Blum's study. study. Yeah, where all her books are kept, and there is a TV in there, but she can't make it work. She's trying her best to make it work, she can't make it work, and then she turns around, and Miss Blum, uh, Iris, is standing in the doorway. Yeah, so that's another jump scare. That's, I don't know if it was meant as a jump scare for us, but it was certainly a jump scare for her. I jumped. Did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't. I think it was the only time I did in the film. <laughs> okay. I jumped more at the phone and I knew that was coming. Then all the work, Lily's narrating this film as well. Yeah. She's talking all the way through it. Yeah. She does the voiceover all the she's, way through. Yeah. So she, we get that monologue at the beginning, but she's also narrating it. And she's going, she's talking at this point as well. And she mentions that 11 months pass. Yeah. I've written the line down actually. Okay. She says, time passes in a house with a death in it more quickly. 11 months has passed like the night. Yeah. So instead of just doing, which I really hate, of the card of 11 months later, they do a nice little yeah. line. I like that line. I think I mentioned a few weeks ago, I really hate when it says like three weeks later in a film. So it was nice that they didn't do that. I think she's, is she putting some flowers in a vase or something? And she hears, hears some voices. Yeah, that's happened. That happens. I think that's the next thing. <laughs> yeah, I happens. think you're right. Like after the 11 month yeah. line. She's, she's sorting something out in the kitchen, isn't she? And Mr. Waxcap turns up. Yeah, so this is Bob Balaban. Bob Balaban. And Mr. Waxcap is a great Mr. Waxcap is a great character. He's a great character. So he's basically the estate manager, isn't he? Yeah, he's managing Iris Blum's estate. Yeah. Well, you get that impression, I presume. It's never mentioned, but that's definitely what he's doing. And she shows him some mould that's appeared on the wall, which presumably has appeared over these 11 months. And she tells him about the knocking sound that appears to be coming from the same place. And he basically tells her to get a man in. Yeah, he says, you know, the, the estate... Will only spend minimal amount of money. Nothing uh, on cosmetics, he says. Yeah. He? he says no cosmetic repairs. Whilst Iris is still alive, basically. Well, yeah. And after Iris's death, the house is to be left to a female author. Yeah. Because she wants it. She wants it to be a writing she school wants it to be a kind, yeah. kind of thing. So he he hands her a card of a handyman. Yeah. Basically, to give to give a call. Yeah. To try and get it sorted out. All the way through this as well, Iris isn't calling Lily Lily. She calls Lily Polly. Oh. <laughs> That was quite. Been, that was a bit of a tongue twister. Yeah, it was. Yeah, she she calls she calls her Polly all the way through the film. Yeah, she doesn't say a lot. No, she she says it like twice, twice. by this point. Well, maybe yeah. only once, but I don't know. And she and Lily asks Mister Waxcap about Polly, who Polly was. Was it a daughter? Was it sister? Something like that. And he doesn't really know, but he does know that one of the characters in one of her books is called Polly. Yeah. And what's the book called? The Lady in the Walls. Yeah. And it is her most successful book he even says he says it's a good book but if you don't want to read it there's a crap movie yes he does so she decides she's going to read the book yeah even though she doesn't want to read the book and she's terrified of anything even remotely scary she decides she's going to read the book so she does she she takes it off the shelf and she reads the first few pages yeah and and the book does, is it the book or is this somewhere else I've got it here and I'm, I'm struggling to put it together I don't know if this is a line in the book or if it came out when he was talking to her that the house was built by a local builder. Yeah, 
I think that was he was telling her about the actual house. I okay. Think. But I think there's there's a mirror between the book and the house. The the book the lady in the walls is written about the house. Yeah. That she's currently living in. So it's probably the same story in both. So so yeah, a local builder built this house. Uh, for his in, wife. Yeah, for his wife. They got married. Yeah. And they were never seen again. Yeah. Basically. They disappeared on their wedding day. Yeah. Is what he says. A little bit later on, after she's been reading the book, she's doing something in the kitchen. Is she washing something? And she notices that her hands and her arms have started to swell up. Yeah. And go black. Million fake arms. <laughs> Million fake mouldy arms. Yeah. So, yeah, her arms have basically decided they're going to go mouldy and start swelling and going black. And she freaks out. She looks away. And when she looks back, they've gone back to normal. Yeah. So it's all in her head. Yeah. We think. Uh, this, this is, this, we're finding this quite difficult to talk to because it jumps around a lot and it's, it is really slow. Because when she's reading the book the film becomes the book. Correct. Yeah? So, as she's reading about this character, Polly, you're seeing Polly in the house being Polly. Yeah? Yeah, but you only really see one bit. Because she reads out, again, she gets into bed, she starts reading the book, and she reads maybe the first couple of sentences. Yeah. And then any time it flashes back, all we see is this one bit, which is Polly walking okay. around, playing sort of blind man's bluff. That or you think she, you know, yeah, a sort she's, of parlor game. She's, she's walking around blindfolded herself, yeah, and sort of looking for. And there's a man following her. Yeah, you see that a lot, and the, I don't want to say it's obvious what's coming, but it isn't not obvious. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like she's walking around this house blindfolded, and there's a man following her. And then we get a bit which kind of it does jump around because it then cuts to an, a younger version of Miss Blum. Yeah, writing the book. Yeah, but she's not writing the text in the book it sounds like she's almost writing the foreword or the acknowledgements because she's She's writing about what the book is about yeah yeah because she's on a typewriter saying that the whole story is true Polly was a real person and that Polly told her the story yeah but she's left the ending out out of respect for the dead yeah so this is a story within a story within a story yeah it's it's Lily's story of and Iris's story of Polly yeah it's yeah, it's Lily reading Iris' story of Polly. It's, it's confusing, but also it handles it quite well. You always know where you are. Yeah. It's just difficult for us to talk about where we are. As she's reading at one point, she hears the thudding noise again, because she's just hearing that a lot yeah. in the house. But it's just house noises, she thinks. She tries to get the TV working again as well. Yeah. And she sees a reflection behind her. Yeah, so in the reflect in the TV, she's a reflection of the girl standing behind behind her, her behind Lily yeah that was creepy that was creepy that yeah I didn't like that the mould in the house is getting worse so she eventually does call the man and there's, so she starts to hear whispers did you hear pick up what yeah. they were I didn't hear what they were saying so they say whispers. I, I didn't pick up the first with the voices she heard earlier on but at this point it definitely said this is how you rot ooh nasty yeah so because the house is rotting away there's, there's this mouldy wall yeah and so she calls the man he can't come straight away. No. So they arrange for like a few days. A few days later. A few days time, don't they? Yeah. And is this the point where she finds that box? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so she finds a box. But I think he said, I think the reason she goes scrabbling around the house more is because, and again, you only hear her half side her side of the conversation, is that the handyman has said, can you go and can you have a look and see if there's any more patches of this mould anyway. around the house? Yeah. So she goes searching through cupboards and war um rooms and things. So she finds a box in a cupboard. Yeah. With Polly written on it. Yes. Uh that's all mouldy as well. Yeah. And inside she finds some handwritten pages 
which I presumed was the original manuscript for the book. I think so. That's what I understood. But I, did, I didn't really get that because all the flashbacks we'd seen Miss Blum using a typewriter. Yeah. And then we've suddenly got pages. The only other thing I thought is, is this the ending that she doesn't, doesn't put in the book? Because this is the point. Be. This is the point where you find out the ending. I think. Yeah, she, it is. She says. I think it is. I think she, now I'm thinking about it. That would make sense. Because Lily Lily Blum says earlier in the film that she isn't. There isn't an ending to this book because out of respect for Polly, she doesn't want to give the ending. Yeah. To the book. So maybe this because this is where you find out what happens to Polly. Yeah. So maybe that is the ending to the book. That would make sense actually. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm going with that because <laughs> at this point we cut back to Polly. In her blindfold, and she's standing at the wall in the house, at the wall that is now mouldy in Lily's yep. world. And she takes off her blindfold. Well, she cuts her finger. She does, like, yeah, because there's a hole in this wall, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the, the wooden panels have been removed. Removed, yeah. So as she's walking around the wall, touching the walls, she cuts her finger off. She cuts her finger off. <laughs> she doesn't cut her finger off. It's <laughs> a really small nick. That's me being dramatic. I'm average size. <laughs> You're not, you're quite small. Okay. <laughs> oh, you throw me now. Yeah, so she cuts her finger and so she's like, Well why why have I cut my finger here? So she takes her blindfold off and there's the wall the wooden panelling's been taken off the wall at that point. And the man who was following her around whacks her on the head with an hammer. Yeah. Kills her. Messy. Messy. And basically we're then obviously you join the dots and he seals her up in the wall. In the wall. Hence the lady in the wall. Yeah. Uh, Back to the present. Back to the present. And Lily is combing Miss Blum's hair. Yes. And she tells her that she's been reading the book, but she finds it too scary. Yeah, and uh, Miss Blum is still calling her Polly. Yes. Because Iris says to her that Polly lived with her for years, but one day she ran out of things to say and left. Yeah, and and quite creepily, Miss Blum says, Where did you go, Polly? You used to come into our room, but you were back to front. Yeah, she says you turned your back so many times that one day your feet were on back to front. Yeah. Which was like, wow, that's freaky. And then it cuts again to late, well, I presume later that evening, but it could be a couple of nights later. Yeah. I don't suppose it really matters. Don't know how it's happened, but the TV's Lily's, Lily's got the TV working. She's got a VCR plugged into the TV. Yeah. So they're watching a film. Do you notice who was in the film? Was it? Was it Anthony it Perkins? It was Anthony Perkins. The yeah. film was called Friendly Persuasion. Okay. And it was an Anthony, Anthony Perkins was shown in the film. So I thought that was a nice little touch. And this is a bit I didn't pick it up, but the ghost whispers something to Miss Plum. Okay. But I don't know what. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know if you were meant to hear it. I, d- I didn't catch any of the whispers. Or if it was deliberately inaudible. Okay. There's, there's a, a runner-up in my line of the film at this point as okay. well. So I was going to have it, but I really like the foreshadowing of the first bit. So she says... Lily says in the one of the voiceovers that she's doing, it is a terrible thing to look at oneself and all the while see nothing. Okay. I like that. I that was nice. And that's the sort of dialogue that's all the way through. All this. the way through, yeah. It's it's it's, po- it's almost poetic. It's it's like a poem, isn't it? Yeah, it is going it is throwing absolutely everything at being a modern day gothic. Yeah, this is from the atmosphere to the language to the way it's written. There's a real uh, thing these the days. The lingeringness yeah. of everything. It's, you know, I'd, it really reminded me of some of the gothic horror stuff that I did at university, studied at university, like literature wise. You're right, it is, some of it is written like sort of poetry. Yeah. It's a new modern thing on horror films, isn't it? To be as slow as you can be and to be lingering and atmospheric. And sometimes it works, sometimes it nearly works, and sometimes it doesn't work. 
this is where we, we're coming towards the end of the film now so we know things are going to uh, yep. start escalating so, so the knocking and the banging and stuff it's, like that happens more often it's yeah. louder so and Lily walks downstairs and notices that the wall's been opened up yeah so she's she's woken up in the middle of the night yeah by the, the knocking and banging yeah so she goes down to investigate okay I just need so she comes, she comes downstairs, so she comes down. I don't know if I'm about to talk about how an imaginary house is laid out, but she, she comes. <laughs> What's imaginary? What's the room? She comes down the stairs. Yeah. And then she comes, she turns away from the stairs, she goes through a door, and it's basically a circle, isn't it? You yeah. can walk all, all the, the way, way around, around the down so it goes into floor. the living room, yeah. into the kitchen. So the, the part where she's seen the mold is at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. So that's important. Because that is very as important, she's yeah. walking around in this, essentially, this circle at the bottom of the house, unbeknownst to her, she's being followed by, by Polly. The Polly. Is a back to front goat. So she is she is walking. I'll get this right around. She's walking forward and her feet are. She her back is facing. Her feet are on the wrong way around. Yeah. So but she's walking the way her feet are pointing. So her back's going forward. Yeah. It's creepy. It's really creepy. Um, Lily doesn't know that she's being followed and she walks around the whole downstairs of this house. Yeah. Into this house. This house we've been in for a long time in this film now. And we know for a fact that all of the lights work in this house. Yeah. She does not turn on. Nope. A single light. Nope. And I've written down here in big capital letters, the lights fucking work. <laughs> turn them on. Because she's terror. She's petrified. And we'll find out in a minute how petrified she was. But why would you not turn the lights on? Yeah. And I did say this. I said the same thing in the open house in the very first episode. When well, this were, is a horror trope, isn't it? It is. And it's ludicrous. <laughs> and it, it needs to go. She eventually gets back to the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. She turns around. Yeah. She sees Polly. Yeah. She screams and screams and screams until she's screaming so much that she cannot make any more noise. Mm. And I presume we're supposed to think that she dies of fright? Yeah, well, I, I, I would... That's how I took it. That she I think so. She was so scared because... But the ghost didn't... It wasn't anything. like the ghost... Oh, didn't she? I thought she did sort of jump at her. She came towards her, yeah. But well, it wasn't friendly, was it? No, it wasn't. A, no, not at all. I'm not saying it was. But and it was scary. Yeah. I, I just think she did. She sort of Do you think jumped, she... leapt at her and, and okay. a bit. Maybe. I'd have to watch it. I, I think I thought it was aggressive. Yeah, yeah maybe she was. And yeah, well, yeah. Presumably, yeah, that she's frightened is... to death. We, yeah, yeah, we know that Lily is a meek and scared lady. And she scares herself to death. She dies in the hallway. In the next scene, a bit of time's passed, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure how much. Again, I've written it down because it, it, what she said in the voiceover, she said, we had a warm winter, it rained in the spring, we had a hot summer, and then it felt like fall would never come, and then it never did. Yeah. Because she's dead. But also, I think time's a bit messed up because it is, there isn't that long that's gone past because the maintenance man comes and knocks on the door. Yeah, so it's a couple of days. So it's it's a couple the, of days at the most. So we see a lion dead on the floor, Um but also walking downstairs. Yeah. So she walks towards her own dead body. Yeah. The man shows up and leaves when nobody answers. The maintenance man guy. Lily's ghost stands at the bottom of the stairs looking over her own dead body and she hears Iris Blum upstairs shout Polly. And so the ghost of Lily goes upstairs and she finds Lily dead on the floor. No, Polly. Uh, no. Not Polly. Iris. Miss Bl- Blum Miss Blum. dead yeah, at the bottom sorry. of her she bed. She finds Iris dead at the bottom of her bed on the floor. So they're all dead. Yeah, you then get a shot of young Miss Plummer, a typewriter. Lily just keeps walking around the house. Yeah. And, and yeah, they're all dead. Yeah, Mr. Um, Mister Waxcap shows up. <laughs> I put his name wrong, Joe. What have you put? Mr. Scalp Wax. 
Where's that come from? <laughs> What's his real Where's name? Mr. Scalp Wax come from? Mr. Wax Cap. <laughs> you crazy person. That's close. Yeah. Um, he turns up two days later because there's an outside shot of the house and it goes light dark, light dark. Yeah. So two days passes. He shows up, he finds the bodies, he takes gets the bodies taken away, calls an ambulance, whatever you do. Yeah, two bodies go in body bags. Yeah. Two separate body bags. Whatever you, when you find a body, I presume people know or instantly know. I've never found one, so I don't know. People instantly know what to do. Um, he locks up the house and a family lived there eventually. He, yeah. You get to see a family living in the house. We see a couple of kids, don't you? Yeah, you see a couple of kids asleep in the house. And then Lily's still there. Presumably Polly's still there. And Iris's ghost is there as well. And the last thing that they said in the film is Lily says, the pretty thing you were looking at is me. Yeah, so just in that last bit, she she says in voiceover, a house can only be borrowed from its ghosts and you may borrow this house from me. Yeah which suggests Lily is now also walking around there. Yeah. Ad infinitum. And... Nice. The, Latin. The kids... One of the kids comes down to get a drink of water and the other one is still up in bed seemed to... I think he saw Polly. Yeah, I think he did. You don't actually see Lily sort of jump out or scare anyone. She's... As far as we know, she's just walking around. Yeah, she's and then just... that's it. That's the end of that film. What did you think? I mean, I'm still not sure... I, Parts yeah, of it I mean. really liked. I, I'm going to say I think it's a missed opportunity because I there's a really good story hidden in there, really good, and there's not enough to it. It's there's not enough explanation to it, and it takes a little bit. It needs more. I need more of it. And the uh, moment for me is that I I didn't really like Lily. Yeah, I didn't find her sympathetic. No, I couldn't. You couldn't sympathise with her. And. I wasn't really rooting for her and I wasn't that bothered. Do you think that's because you knew from the beginning that she was going to die or do you think... No, I don't think so. I think it's because I I think she was not a great character. Okay. Personally. Uh, No, I think I'd agree. There's... But... but, uh, And Ruth Wilson was okay. I don't think she was great. She's trying to be creepy and the way she talks and the way this character's portrayed is quite a creepy, weird character but I just it really felt like something was missing and I'd like to know more of that story I don't I don't know it just felt just there's a basis of a good story there and it isn't yeah I'm trying to think what was missing because I'm okay with the ghost only being seen a few times because I'm I'm fine with the less is more I'd I'd like to know more about why her feet were on backwards yeah because it was just a throwaway line, wasn't it, from Mr. Yeah, Blum? you turn your back so many times, you yeah. ended up bum backwards. And I'd like to... I don't think there was enough of the history of who Polly was. No. Maybe that's what's missing. And Why did that guy kill her? Well, yeah, and... We didn't know anything There's a whole her. book written about her, and we didn't find out no. enough about what happened. Maybe that is it. Maybe that's what's missing, is there isn't enough explanation of who Polly was. Because Lily takes so fucking long to talk about anything. <laughs> You didn't have time to talk about who Polly was. Yeah, I'm not... I enjoyed it. I've, it's a, Did I enjoy it? It's a decent horror film. There's there's scares in it, there's jump scares in it, and it's creepy and it's atmospheric. And as a horror film, it's decent. But it isn't It isn't brilliant. It felt entertain, Really, it felt both entertaining and really tough going at the same time. Yes, I'd agree with you there. I needed more of it. Yeah. And I'm disappointed I haven't got more of it. Is it enough, you, is it enough to make you interested in what... Oz Perkins does in the future. Yeah, you got you've seen some potential there, as a yeah, definitely. The, yeah. 
if he if that's only his second film, then he's definitely got potential to make something good. I don't know what his first film's like. No, me neither. Um, I don't know anything about it. I I liked the creepiness of it. I I didn't particularly care for the characters. I didn't particularly care for the performance of the actresses and the actors. So to be fair, there's not a lot. There's nobody in it. <laughs> just Lily. no, no. I, but that none of that really grabbed me. But it, essentially. I liked the story. It's a simple haunted house story. Yeah. Um, just felt like they should be. There's not enough scares in it. No. You Like you say, you only see brief flashes of Polly a couple of times. Yeah. It's. It, I think it's more supposed to be like a psychological thriller, maybe a psychological horror film. There's not... There's yeah, not... which is fine, but then it doesn't build evenly through it. The f- n- Literally nothing happens for the first 35 minutes and it's only an hour and a half long. Yeah. And... You know, like I say, you've got you've got ten minutes of voiceover, then two minutes of a phone call before you've even seen any of the house, and and then the last, yeah, it, it's just it's too slow. So, yeah, and yeah. there's something lost in the edit. I think. I think you're right. It's too slow, and it doesn't it doesn't leave itself enough time to tell its story. So I think that's how I describe it. But I'm, I find it difficult to explain because I, I didn't not enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, it's too slow, but it's decent. Yeah, so I'm going to struggle where to put this. I yeah, think. me too. I was just looking. So we've got the stream table out. We're going to try and get it in the stream table. It's the 19th film to go onto the stream table. You made me go first last week, so I'm going to make you go first this week. That's fine. Um, I think it's not very far away from where we were last week. Yeah. It, it's in the middle pack. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Bottom of the World and The Cured. And where is it around those? Me and you are so connected. Because it's exactly the two films I was just looking at as well. So, And I'm trying to think, which one did I enjoy more bottom out of, of those three? So Bottom of the World is the creepy, dreamy yeah. film. So that's a bit weird, like this. Yeah. The Cured is the Irish zombie film. Which is a bit of a horror thing, like this. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're a bit like apples and apples, com- comparison-wise. Yeah. Do you think it goes in between the two of them? Do you think the I Am The Pretty Thing That Lives In The House is worse it's better than The Cured yeah yeah yeah. I agree do you think it's better than Bottom of the World that's the question isn't it because it's I think I enjoyed Bottom of the World more just it's really close that one yeah that is the probably the closest battle we've had because uh, yeah I think, I think you're right I think I'm it not, goes I'm, <laughs> I think it goes between Bottom of the World and The Cured so yeah Bottom of the World's currently 10th so it would go into 11th okay you happy with that yeah I think so yeah I think I am I think Bottom of the World's probably got more... There's a good story to Bottom of the World and it is it tells its story quite well. It's, weird. it's weirdness. It's weird. Gives it a bit of a boost, I think. Yeah, and, but I, the more I think about The Cured since I've watched it, I, the worse it's getting in my head. Right, okay. So... I don't know, I've really thought about it. Since. I haven't either, but I've just seen it there and I thought, no, I don't... You mean, you think, although it's only a place between them, that there's quite a there's big a gap, gap in there. the table there. there yeah. Definitely, because then you get to the package... And wait for every instruction. There's a gap there now between Bottom of the World and The Cured. Because we, we had one a bit further up a while back, which we've filled in a little bit. I'm going there. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Between Bottom of the World and The Cured. So. I'm, I'm a bit disappointed because when this came out last week and we watched the trailer... It looks I, good. I thought we'd be up for something... Proper... A real proper ghost classic story. So horror... You said last week that get I... Get our teeth into... Yeah, you said last week that I really like horror films, and I do. But ghost stories freak me out. Yeah. I, I, I don't watch a lot of ghost stories because especially on my own I live on my own and 
ghost stories scare me. I'm not going to lie. And the older I get, the more scared I get. Did you watch this with the lights off? I watched this with the lights on because I was making notes whilst I was writing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And it was that whole (laughs) making notes thing, yeah. So... How have you not learned to write in the dark yet? (laughs) I want to get one of those light-up pens. So I was a bit apprehensive about watching this because I am a bit... As I get older, I get more scared. My If I go for horror films, I would go for something a bit more like gory. Yeah. Rather than... But, or monstery. Yeah. But ghost stories freak me out. Yeah. And this didn't freak me out. Yeah. When I watched it, it was like, well, oh, fair enough. I, I went to sleep that night with no issues. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that's probably what I can say. So yeah, so it's going in at number 11 on the stream table. Yeah? Happy with that? Yeah, yeah. I think that's perfectly fair. Me too. Do you want to pick next week's film? Yeah, let's do it. Um, right, I've got the app open. I'm going to make the noise now. Wish Upon. Okay. Any ever heard of it? No idea. Do you think you put it on the list or do you think I did? I'm not sure. I can't. <laughs> I, can't. I mean, it feels like there's only half a title, to be honest. <laughs> That's true. Wish Upon what? Okay. Wish Upon is a 2017 film that is described by IMDb as a drama fantasy horror film. It is a 15. And do you want to know the synopsis? Yep. A teenage girl discovers a box that carries magic powers and a deadly price for using them. Okay. Okay. It stars Joey King and Ryan Felipe. Ryan Felipe. Yeah. Ryan, that name for a long time. <laughs> That's a long time. And there's another person in this film okay. who has appeared before on Bottom of the Stream. A repeat. A repeater. And it is Shannon Purser. Wow. <laughs> so if, for those of you that don't know, Shannon Purser is Sierra Burgess, yeah. who sits rock bottom at the bottom of the stream where it completely deserves to be. We've talked about Sierra Burgess a lot. Is that our first repeat actress, actor? Off the top of my head, I think I, it is. I'd have to go and have a proper look, but I, I think so. So do you, let's see if she can redeem herself, maybe. Look, I'm just going to say it once more. <laughs> she was pretty good in Sierra Burgess. Was it she was, was a good performance. Yeah, she was. And obviously she's most famous for being Barb in Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, let's see. Do you want to see if trailer? she can get an entry that's a bit higher up the list. <laughs> Imagine if she was at the top and the bottom. Well, that'd be brilliant. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Do you want to watch the trailer? Yeah. Hey, Carl. Look at this. Seven wishes. I wish Darcy Chapman would just like go rot. It's given me everything. Money, love. At what cost? You have to get rid of it. Blimey. Looks intense. It looks does look intense. It looks teen horror. Teen yeah. Teen horror. That's how you're gonna describe it. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, so go away and watch Wish Upon. And that will be episode twenty. Ah, 20 in okay so go away watch that come back next week and we'll talk about Wish Upon
Let's do it. Let's do it. Thanks. Cheers. Bye.